Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 210 with Heidi Gasper. How are you, Heidi? Yeah, pretty good this morning, Dale. How are you doing? I'm going well, thank you. The sun is shining. We're both in Melbourne, um, which I think over the weekend was something amazing to just get some sunshine. Uh, it just makes you feel Absolutely. better, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful blessing to have that sunshine. And I saw so many people out yesterday for Father's Day, which was wonderful. Not so wonderful for COVID, but uh, <laughs> you know, getting out and about is important. It is. It sure is. And COVID's around. I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that. But um, one of the things that you're so passionate about is creative play and movement and just having fun. Um, how has that changed, do you feel, obviously in 2020 from, I know we're talking before, it's mostly over screens now and things like that. But have you noticed the need for more play in people's lives because the joy and fun sort of being zapped out in so many other areas? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can totally relate. I think as a parent, um, fun is really important. Um, playfulness is super like necessary at the moment, given that, you know, we're all a bit stressed out. And one of the first things is when we're stressed is play goes out the window. And we know that for, for children, that's how they learn and develop. There's so many great things that kids learn through experience, you know, testing out different solutions, uh, you know, all of the kind of, learning and development phases i don't need to go into all of them but it's incredibly valuable and if we can get down on their level and take a leaf out of their book kids can teach us so much because it diffuses the energy it allows us to connect it it helps on um you know kind of our, our heart and soul connection it's a really beautiful way to engage and it lessens the uh you know, the, the stress, the stress mood or the stress cloud that's floating around because that's where we're at at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And so one of the things you just mentioned, it, it sort of diffuses so many things that it allows you to be present. I call a lot of the work I do play-based mindfulness because when you are in that yeah, zone, you're not, you're not thinking of the present, you're not thinking of the past, you're not thinking about, you know, what's Dan, the man going to mention about the numbers for the day. You were, you were in the moment and that is crucial at the moment, isn't it? Because there's so Absolutely. many things that we cannot, you know, control. But one thing we can is we can find ways to be present and enjoy the moment. Yep. Yeah, it's like, you know, let your kids dictate the play. Um, that's, that's really cool to kind of get some insight into what's going on in their lives. I often, you know, when I'm stressed, I know that it's, it's a buffer of time. I can't be playful all day because that's not going to work for me. It's not going to work. I'm going to be completely zapped and depleted and I'll be like, get me, you know, get me eight o'clock. <laughs> um, so I'll put a timer on and I, you know, not necessarily a literal time, but you know, I'll look at my watch and say, great guys, we've got 10 minutes before I've got my next client or my next meeting or whatever it is. Let's go play. What is it? What are we going to do? And my kids are really big into Lego. Um, so, you know, we'll build something. It's always a robber lair or some kind of, you know, baddies vehicle and, and just get engaged in the play and, and, you know, create stuff and, um, you know, fly the vehicles around and, and, I feel re-energized 
you know, if I'm really present and really there and we're really connecting and it's a beautiful experience of 10 minutes of pure play, I get recharged. It's almost like my mindfulness, like what yep. you said in terms of that, um, you know, play, play and mindfulness interconnection because you got to be present. You can't, you know, if you're not involved and you're kind of scrolling through your phone, they're going to notice it and they're going to go, mommy, put your phone down or daddy, put your phone down because they want your full attention. Yeah, Even if it's 10 minutes, you get that quality time and that is priceless. So, you know, that, that also helps shape your connection, your bond, the attachment that comes with play is, you know, that's why we use it as a therapeutic tool is that it builds attachment, a really positive form of attachment. Um, I don't know what you, you understand in terms of attachment theory, but I'm pretty sure you're, you know, you're familiar with it. So, you know, that's, that's a really helpful thing. Mm. And I think what you just mentioned there, I absolutely love it. And um, I mentioned this a bit as well, but kids have play dates. You know, you, you set time aside for play. And if you look at the school day, it revolves around the morning, recess, lunch, where they can play. As adults, we need that too now because let's be honest, the days sort of blend into one. We don't leave the house. There's no clear definition between when work's work and when family time, because you're probably doing everything at the same spot, particularly if you live in an apartment yeah. or something. So how important <laughs> is it? Like, you know, like 10 minutes, that's not a long period of time, but how important is it that people actually realize that they do need to set that time aside and stick to it, Heidi? Mm, yeah. And I think there's, you know, in the play therapy world, there's some, you know, thoughts in, in terms of um, when you're immersed in play, you're, you know, you're coming alive. It's, it's like this reconnection to yourself and this inner child of like what I used to play and how I used to play and, and what are the themes and how they shifted and, and just um, to get a sense of like whoever it is, what, what play involves, you learn so much about a person, whether it's, you know, playing footy on the football field or, um, playing Robelairs with my kids, like what's going on for them and engaging in that, that story so that that can kind of almost come to completion and then a new, um, a new energy arises. So it's almost like there's something in the psyche that settles so that the next um, story can begin to unfold. Mm, and so true. And I like what you mentioned there as well about there are so many different types of play. And I know when people think about it, like it's not just organized sport plays, sewing, knitting, rolling, running, drawing, whatever you want it to be. It's something that you enjoy that, you know, as you said, you immerse yourself in it and it allows you to feel these connections, not only with yourself, because play is how we create our strongest social circles. And I think as humans at the moment, you probably notice it is more, but that human connection is missing so much. And with that sort of the play sort of going a little bit to the wayside as well. Is that something yeah. you notice in your work, Heidi? Um, well, Yes and no. I mean, there are certain clients that I work with, or you know, if I think about personal and, and client base, certain people have it innately that they're goofy, they're playful, they're funny, they're just, you know, they're a pot of laughs. When you hang out with them, you're like, what? How did you? How did you come up with that? That was so cool. Like just in terms of literal, like, um, you know, I don't know what an example might be, but it it just feels good to be in their company because it's lightness and that's what playfulness adds adds laughter and and frivolity and so if you don't have that innately that's okay because that skill can be learned playfulness can be learned and that's really important to share with you know the wider community is 
yeah, everyone can learn how to do a bit of slapstick, you know, fall over and make the kids laugh or put a silly mask on or, or pretend to be them and roll, roll reverse or, you know, pretend to be an animal and walk around. Yeah, you just, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. bringing um, a different energy to the space can really help shift things, particularly if there's conflict, particularly if everyone's sort of stagnant, which is what's happening at the moment is, yeah, we're all a bit stuck because we're, you know, we're kind of stuck in our own uh, spaces and the same space becomes our, you know, like what you said, social <laughs> exercise, uh, mindfulness, um, yoga, like, you know, and, and client work. So you're sort of sitting there on the screen doing everything. Yeah. And, and, and that is a hard thing I, I feel as well, but I think like we just mentioned that the sun is coming out. So it's probably a great opportunity mm. now to, I don't know, really look at, and I've been noticing this as well. My screen time is getting worse and worse. And I think that becomes the boredom kicks in and we don't allow ourselves to be bored anymore because any second we, we think we're bored, we pick up our phone or we, we distract ourselves. So how, where should people start? If people are listening, Heidi, and they're like, oh, Dale, Heidi, that sounds great, but I don't really know what to do. What, what would you recommend for maybe some adults out there that where should they start with some play? What, what should they be looking for? Well, I guess playfulness, thinking about what you used to do when you were a kid and what you enjoyed, what your passions were, what you, in, you know, what you got um, this feeling of aliveness from that you just go, oh, yeah, I remember I used to, I don't know, paint. I used to love, you know, going to the garden and, and looking for snails. I mean, there's some, like there's so many different ideas, but as an adult, you're not going to go into the garden and look for snails <laughs> and create a snail, a snail oh, house. No. But I think, <laughs> you know, in that suggestion is go back to what was important to you. Go back to what moved you, what stimulated that curiosity. And I always say, use your hands. You know, if it's, if you're doing something creative where you're cooking or you're potting or you're sewing or you're, um, you know, anything that's creative on a level that connects you to your, I, I think it's your inner spirit and your soul, that is going to feel playful. And if you don't have kids around to help stir that creativity, that's cool. You know, you, you can use the internet as inspiration. Have a look at Pinterest, have a look at, um, you know, type in keywords and, and get yourself sort of a, I don't know whether it's a creative project or something that is inspiring. Hmm. Find so, that inner child, yeah. find that, find your inner child again, essentially is what you're saying. Like yeah. go back to what worked as a kid and just because you're old and you know, life takes over and you've got commitments and things, that's probably more mm. so now that you need that inner child back. You need to find totally. a spark. Totally. And, and the challenge is at the moment is that everyone's under this time pressure and that, you know, kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation, it's like when we're under stress and tension, that play kind of takes that back seat and we want to bring it into the front seat and really make it, um, it's like your self care. You can't, it, it, like on the airplane, if you don't give yourself oxygen first, you're not, um, you're not going to be the best version of yourself for other people. You can't help them. You can't help bring them alive. Um, so, yeah, just kind of tapping into your your inner connection to yourself. Mm, and, and it is so true. And I, I know that it probably does sound hard for people, but I think at the moment we're in that drastic of a stage that, that something you need to do. And if it is a struggle, just you've got to keep working at it. So have you found 
how has your work changed this year? Because obviously therapist face-to-face, massive. How has mm-hmm. everything changed for you this year? Because like, I know we're all being affected, Heidi, and let's be honest, the world's changed dramatically. How, how different is it for you doing what you do, trying to build connection, like we are talking about before, through a screen? Because you'll never get, like we mentioned, face-to-face connection is something powerful. How hard has it been for you and has it changed dramatically? Um, it has changed, but... You know, I've been so pleasantly surprised and almost shocked at how powerful the screen is, that it has this um, almost almost like reality. Um, <laughs> but it's still, you know, you can gauge so much. You can really, like, the clients, the client work that I've done has been so powerful and that's where it's kind of almost a shock to me. It's like, it's like we're in the same space. You know, it is incredible. Part of the things that haven't been able to be, um, you know, as as per normal um, would be because I do sand play therapy. You can't use the tools in terms of the little toys and figurines. You can't put it into the sand tray. But you can use a lot of visual um, metaphor, similes, your imaginal kind of tools. You don't have to touch anything because obviously <laughs> no one's coming in and you know, <laughs> doing that anymore. Um, so... Yeah, that's one sort of little difference, but you can use the the tools like, you know, if we're engaging um, on Zoom, we've got the the share screen and, and, you know, the the tools where you can actually have an image. So if I was talking to a client and I really wanted to use symbol work, then I could have a whole lot of symbols of different, say, dogs on the screen or whatever it is. And I thought, which, which one do you, you know, which one is it that you're kind of describing? So you can use it, but it's not, it's not an essential. It feels like it's a superfluous. It's, it just, it can add value if you really, really need it. But, you know, with the flexibility that everyone is coming to me with, it's amazing. Like we are achieving such incredible things together and I'm really um, delighted that it, it hasn't had a massive impact. And, you know, it's obviously with kids, it's a lot harder to engage that attention for longer, but, when when we're together it's like we're together yeah i love that so would you say that it sounds like it that you have been super creative i suppose and so many businesses have you think about what we've all had to do to adapt um when you look back on it have you like your therapy has improved and um not only that the creativity that you're using to get the same results have you noticed you've been presently surprised or proud of what you've been able to achieve yeah, I think it's just um, from my own kind of way of being. Like, I, I love creativity. I love being flexible in terms of what my offering is, um, who I work with. Um, I don't know. I mean, you you can sort of go with the tools or you can kind of resist them. And there were a few clients that I had that have resisted. And that's okay. That's their choice. Um, and I know, certain, you know, there's certain reasons for it. But... I love it when people engage with what is and then I can work with them and help them move forwards. So that's really important. Mm, and I, I couldn't agree more there. So if people are listening, what are, let's give them a couple of I like actionable tips here, Heidi, so they can take away and they can bring something into their day today. So if I was an adult, I was listening, this is going out on Monday morning. They're like, right, I need to have some fun this week. Where, where would they start with, a couple of different things that they can maybe implement today to give it a go to get that play ball rolling. Um, you know, I there's there's a few different strategies. Like I heard recently a group of 
uh, in our therapeutic community, someone spoke about how much fun they had with how to host a murder and everyone was cackling all over it, like going, wow, that sounds like a ball. Um, so that would be like, you know, a creative idea that we're actually going to try um, within our friendship circles. Um, just different things that um, feel frivolous, that feel silly, that you kind of, you know, put an effort into doing something different. And it's almost like when you get the resistance from the schoolwork, how to be playful to connect with that whoever it is before you redirect and, and say, this is what I'd like you to do. Um, be a clown, be silly, um, muck around, crawl around on the floor and pretend to be an animal, um, squawk like a bird, like, you know, in, enjoy being alive and kind of in a sense, shock yourself and shock whoever you're with that, Hey, I can be playful too. Um, you got to try it out. You got to try what works. You got to, you know, everyone's got a different sense of humor. So they're the sort of playful, literal things. In terms of playful other things, there are many things that we can do that are playful. I mean, even simple things like loading the dishwasher and cooking, we can have a lot of fun with. But you've got to use that, um, you know, get into the zone. And it's almost like being in that flow experience of, yeah, this is really cool, but time just passes and you're like, what? That was Done. fun. How did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. And one of the things I'm taking away from that is that it's like, I think, you know, if people want to learn a new skill, they want to use, lose weight. It doesn't just happen. And like what you just mentioned, you're the one, if you're listening, you're the one that's going to have to put some effort in. You're going to have to probably, you know, be a little bit vulnerable and do something that scares yep. you. That's I, the word. That's the what, vulnerability. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm going to look stupid. Ah, I don't want to do that. But it's, it's almost like the response to, you know, the, the recent announcement of, uh, oh, we've got two more weeks in lockdown. It's like, shit, you know, we've got to tell our kids this. We've got to share this with, you know, that we're also like, I didn't sign up to being a teacher. I'm not, <laughs> oh, I don't want to do this. Um, but it, I think that's part of it is, is joke around and go, yeah, I'm a bit of a crappy teacher, aren't I? You know, um, isn't it going to be awesome once you get your teacher back? Like, and share that experience that it's yeah it's not uh, i'm not congruent with what's going on at the moment so um you know they get a sense of how we're feeling through the interaction and just that honesty and you know making it clear that it's, it's a challenge for everyone yeah and and i think i i've found because i always like starting a zoom meeting or if i'm doing a, a speaking gig i'll start it in a really random way or do something different and do you know what Heidi? <laughs> sometimes it really doesn't work and it's a huge flop <laughs> but, yeah. yeah it does it does but we all laugh and i think people now appreciate that all right you're actually trying something different you know and, and if you're just doing the same thing over and over and over you're gonna get the same results the same yeah. that's insanity isn't yeah. it yep and I think that's also the same kind of thing is that over and over thing feels familiar for me with the, you know, intensity of the schoolwork because you just sort of, all you want to do is churn out what the teachers want and having a little bit of a, a step back and, and taking, um, I don't know, like this, the mental health is so much more important and your relationship with your child than whether or not they complete every single task on the day's list. So just, you know, having some compassion for yourself in that playful spirit, you know, this is bloody hard work. <laughs> hard work too. When you, you know, you're trying to still work, you're running a family, you're teaching and like, 
everyone's trying their best and I do a lot of work with teachers and I know how hard it is to try and build engaging lessons while you are remote as well, but then also to get the parents. So everybody's trying their best. I think that the thing to take away from that is just try and make it fun. Um, yeah, if you can find a way to do that. So Heidi, people are listening and they're like, oh, general, I'd love to maybe have a chat or reach out. Yeah, what's the best way to do that for you? Uh, well, you can jump on my website and have a look and see if you, you like the fit. Um, my number's there. Happy to share it, but maybe it's uh, better to, you know, get you to point you to the website. Um, and then you can just reach out. Happy to have a chat with anyone who wants, you know, helping hand. And we'll leave it at that. Perfect. All right. Well, I'll have links in the show notes for that. Now, Heidi, before we finish up, I've always got a couple of questions I like to finish off with. And one of these, if you could look back over your years and give yourself as an 18 year old, one bit of advice from everything you've learned, what would that one bit of advice be? Keep being playful, keep painting, keep drawing, keep, um, you know, don't, don't give it a rest. You know, don't put other things as being more important, such as studies or, um, you know, it, it can fall by the wayside. And then it's like, oh, God, it's been five years since I've done that. That's a really long time. If you, if you allow yourself to just, um, I guess, fill up your own um, whatever you need through your own means, that's going to serve you far better than, um, you know, dropping your creative passion for other things or other people or whatever it is that stops you. Yeah. And I, I love that. I, I think that's so true. And if you probably go to your cupboard and if you're not a hoarder, but there's probably a musical instrument or there, there's probably something in there that you used to play, you used to do, you used to draw with. And if you just go and yeah. dust it off, you yeah. don't even need to buy anything. You probably already got it. You know, you, you just, what are you doing? You're keeping it for a rainy day. Well, COVID-19 is a rainy day. Get it out. Is that, that's probably a good day. idea, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now, what, if you could look back also from this year, what's probably one thing that, I don't know, you're proud of that you've been able to achieve or that you've learnt about yourself from, you know, the uncertainty and everything we've gone through? Um. You know, I kind of go back to meditation because I've been practicing for 20 years or so. And I feel like that is really the best way for me to keep grounded and to keep sane in amongst all the stuff that I'm juggling and balancing. And and that's kind of, you know, I'm proud I haven't lost it too many times. You know, there's obviously we're human, so we're going to lose it at times. But really keeping myself as you know the rock for my family and for my clients because if i can't manage it um gosh i don't know how other people are going to <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably really need to be in your position to be able to, to manage it so Absolutely. with your meditation when i'm really interested because i like meditating as well do, do you have a set time is there a routine that you stick by and uh, not necessarily no um there are different styles that I use. Um, it depends how long I have. If it, you know, if I'm feeling a bit dysregulated, you know, I just need a bit of calm space before I connect with a client. Um, then I'll sit, you know, maybe five minutes and just do some breathing. Um, it might be through guided meditation or a track that I listen to. It might just be silence. It well, depends what I need. Um, and just kind of listening to my body and, and getting a sense of what's going to suit me best. And with the time restriction and, yeah, doing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it works when you do it. 
it, it definitely does. And it's one of those things. It's, it's like you do a really good workout. You go for a walk. You're like, oh, I actually feel better for doing it. I think it's the hardest part. It's like getting out of bed in the morning. Once you're up and you're into it, you're fine. It's the same yeah. with meditation that once you allow yourself to do it, and you, don't, you only need to do it for three or five minutes. It's not a very long period of time. It's the idea that you actually finish and you go, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah, it's on par with exercise. Like that's up there also in my list. If I don't get out for a walk or, or do something physical, I'm going to go mad. <laughs> We're already all gone mad. We're already going a little bit mad as it is. On. <laughs> uh, well, Heidi, thank you so much for you know giving up your time today and sharing what I feel at the moment is probably one of the most needed things for people to find joy and happiness um, in something that they enjoy doing. And normally that is through play. If you can do that by yourself and connect with others, um, it is, you know, really needed. And um, with the way 2020 is going and particularly with us both being in Melbourne, that um, who knows yep. what the future is going to have. So if you can find any joy in your day, uh, make sure you schedule that in. So Heidi, once again, thank you so much for your time and I really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you.